you're totally fine. You, you have such a unique voice, just speaking voice. Oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> we're we're uh, and and uh, you and you are a unique looking person as well. <laughs> you uh, you have a sense of style, which I think is good. Oh, thank you. I mean, that, is it you're unique? That I'm like, is that a compliment? I don't know. Uh, it, it could be a it could you know, be a like diss. An insult. It could be an insult, but <laughs> oh. in this case, it is not an insult. Thank you, Bill. You're welcome. Uh, so uh, the, our guest here on the Let's Go Eat show is. Is uh, Jen Blossel, correct? Yes. Yes, and she's on here because she's persistent, and she's <laughs> and and her persistence and her earnestness is also compelling. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Well, let's see. Okay, so well, let's tell. First of all, we'll just remind people we're recording once again here at uh, the Daily, 222 South Main Street in downtown Salt Lake City, a fine takeaway restaurant, and also uh, a, a, you can stay in if you'd like. Uh, I just had something new on the menu. I always go with what the the woman who's working behind the counter, she says, you know, do you like pesto? And I went, I said, yeah. And she said, I just had the pesto toast for lunch and it was amazing. amazing. And I said, well, then I better have that, hadn't I? And yeah. so I had the pesto toast and she's right. It was amazing. Actually, I think she said it was super amazing. <laughs> super amazing. So, uh, anyway, thank you for the toast and thank you for the coffee here at The Daily. And thank you, Jen Blossel, for being here. Now, let's just begin with how you got here to these microphones. I got a, um, and I don't use um, Instagram direct messaging very much. <laughs> yeah. I don't use anything very much except, except uh, Twitter and email and just texting from my phone. Yeah, it's, I never use Twitter. That's funny. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there are just too many goddamn messaging s- <laughs> systems. That It's just ridiculous. You know, I get something from Messenger. I get something from Twitter Messenger. I get something yeah. from... Anyway. Uh, and uh, so I got this message from you, but I'd received something just prior to that from someone who said, you should interview this, this, this girl, I think she said. Mm-hmm. You should interview this girl. She's a singer and she was on American Idol and she's here in Provo or Utah County and she's really great. And then um, and I thought, well, okay, fine. Yeah, like you, by the way. Yeah, I wasn't going to do anything yeah, with that. Yeah, totally. But then uh, almost immediately after that, I get something from you. Yeah. Directly. How did that happen? Um, the same lady was like, hey, you should reach out to Bill. He does amazing interviews. And uh, I really love that, that. I was told that you dive really deep in people's stories. And also it was X96, and I was like, oh, I love X96. So, so you had some idea of who I was when you... Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just wanted to make sure, because a lot yeah. of times people pretend like they know who I am. Yeah. So that they can get me to interview them or talk to them. Or, yeah. But, but you, yeah. you knew who I was. Okay, that's fine. That's good to know. So you, you reached out and you said uh, basically the same thing. I was on American Idol briefly and I'm trying to do my own music and it's alternative in in nature the music is alternative in nature yeah and you're amazing Bill <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was nice it was a good touch or you know flattery is good and um and I said well send me some more information about yourself and you did yeah um and uh you sent me a clip of did you send me the clip or you just told me about it and um, I looked it up you probably looked it up I keep that buried <laughs> Oh, the I don't normally send men they accuse my audition. I don't do that. Okay. Yeah. No. Nope. All right. Well, let's do this then. Let's start yeah. from the beginning. 
You're, uh, you're from Utah County? Yeah, that's where I was raised. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a musical family? Yes, very musical family. How big a family? The classic. I'm from Utah County, so any any kids less than five would be a rarity. So mm-hmm. eight kids mm-hmm. in the middle. Yeah, six brothers, a sister, and me. And they all like do instruments and sing. And yeah, we were all forced to uh, play forced. the piano. Yeah, <laughs> forced. It was not by choice. I wanted to be an athlete, but I was scrawny, and my mom said no. So yeah, <laughs> you'll get uh, hurt. <laughs> I, yeah, literally. I was like, mom. Yeah. So I was bullied, and then also a musician. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> a bullied girl who was yeah, also bullied, a musician. Yeah, musician just wasn't cool. No. Uh, yeah. But but gradually you uh, and so you guys growing up you always you sang at the ward functions and the family yeah, reunions. Kind of, yeah, I mean our family isn't very big, so our, the my dad always said his family reunion was every night at the dinner table. That was kind of us too. Uh, I don't know. Like we, my mom also says this that all of us march to the beat of our own drum. We're all our own chiefs, so we don't sing together very often because mm-hmm. we all have very different styles. So we. We, we all played piano, but then we all kind of did our own thing with as far as music goes. Uh, and you grew up in the predominant religion here. <laughs> Buddhist, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Buddhist. Yeah, like uh-huh. the, like the, yeah. The, uh, yeah. So, so you're a member of the Mormon Church, and yeah. you uh, and you grow up, and you go to high school, and when do you decide? Well, I, this is what I'm going to do with my life. I'm going to be a musician. I'm going to sing. And oh yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, I. Uh, I knew when I was really young that this is what I was going to do. Maybe, like, always. I just always knew I was going to be a singer. But it was um, it was a very sacred thing to me. And I was really shy. And stage and performing was terrifying to me. And I'd, like, put on plays. And I loved all these things. But singing outside of my living room was horrifying. And so in high school, my sister was like, Jen, you need to play outside of our house. So she took me down to Velour the open, and to an open mic. And apparently I was grounded that day, but she was like, you have to do it. So she took you're, me. You're, you went there even though you were grounded. Yeah. Like a, were you yeah. an obedient child? I was a very obedient child. Well, apparently child. not that obedient. You'd been grounded for something. Yeah. My, here's the thing. I was, um, I have a really hard time waking up. And so I'd get in trouble all the time because I couldn't wake up on time. Mm-hmm. And then I think because I was kind of a weird kid, my dad, my sister was really rebellious. I wasn't. So my dad was like, cool, <laughs> can like get Jen in trouble I can like assert my authority so I was in trouble for the dumbest things like I was a great kid mm. but whatever mm. I wasn't diagnosed with ADD till I was an adult and I'm like oh that explains everything but as a kid it was just like she's messy did we you, don't did you her. do bad in school I was a horrible student but I was smart and my mm-hmm. teachers liked me so I'd get bad grades but then they'd feel bad and then they'd just like <laughs> be nice to me it was, I'm, yeah. so, I'm sorry I'm gonna have to give yeah, you a D I really so, feel yeah. Yeah, breaks my like, heart. Yeah, and so then they'd be like, just turn it in late, you know, like, and I'd take the hall pass and wander the halls all the time. I barely went to mm-hmm. school because focusing was really hard. It, like, hurt my brain, but mm. I didn't know this till later, but... 
Uh, uh, anyway. So, 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 uh, did you have friends, or were you? Uh, you said you were you were a, a pick, you were a musician and yeah. you were bullied. So. Oh yeah, I mean, elementary school. Uh, here's the thing: I was always a nice kid, so I knew a lot of people at my school, and I was nice to people. Elementary school, I was bullied. Junior high it was like a weird time, and I was always in like the nerdy kid classes, you know. Mm-hmm. It's always a weird. Uh, junior high yeah, is always a weird time. I don't, anyone who's like, I love junior high. I'm like, mm-hmm. where did you go? You know, like, who are you? <laughs> but high school, yeah, I, I mean, I knew people, but I definitely would cry to my parents because I felt lonely. Mm-hmm. That was like my story, you know, and I just spend my nights with my family. So, were you? I mean, were you bullied, or were you just people just kind of? Thankfully, in high school, wasn't bullied. No, okay. bullied when I was really young. In high school, it was just kind of like I used to have straight hair, went through puberty, got this afro, and it was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do with myself, mm. and wore weird clothes, and like I think people actually really respected it and looked up to it, but also didn't know what to do with me. You've always been kind of you quirky, <laughs> particularly in <laughs> yes. high school, quirky. Yeah, particularly always, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just myself. Mm-hmm. I don't so anyway, you're grounded for some stupid ass yeah. thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I probably like because I didn't close my dresser drawer. I'm not kidding. It was stuff like really? that. Really? Oh, really? There, there, there were socks hanging out of yeah. that drawer, oh, young lady. No, literally that. Yeah. And so my sister took me down, and I played, and I invited some friends, but a lot of people showed up. Yeah. And then Kanisha, who used to work there, came up and was like, "Hey, like, do you ever play outside? Like, do you play often?" And I was like, "Outside of my living room, never." <laughs> And they invited me back, and I opened two times, and by the third time playing, I was headlining. Yeah? So, what year was that? Uh, 2009. 2009, so yeah. like 10 years ago. So, the, yeah. And uh, 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 let me ask, so you said you put on plays. 2008. Plays, 2008? Two, yeah. So you put, on, you put on plays in your living room. What kind of plays did you put on? In oh, your I would dress my brothers up as girls, and then we'd like, I'd write plays, and they would be my actors. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, would like do cross dressing and put them in makeup yeah. and dresses, and they, they loved how, it. They, they, they were they fine did. with that. They were fine with it. It was how, fun. How are they today? Are they yeah, just, they're doing great. Are they cross dressing yeah. still? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, not to my knowledge, okay. but even if they were, hey. and, uh, no, it's fine. You yeah. know, the world has room for everybody. Yeah, exactly. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So you're headlining at Velour. What does yeah. what does that mean? Uh, it just means that I was like the the headlining act. Tonight it's Jen Blossel. Yeah. Jen Blossel, everybody. Yeah, and did yeah. You, you, and did you get large crowds of people? Yeah, it was good. I mean, here's the thing that's beautiful about high school. High school students have money to burn. You know, they have no they bills do? to pay. I guess. They can buy tons of things. So, yeah. like, high school, and also they don't really have anything to do. So, if you're like, I'm having a show, everything shuts down in the high school life and people come. Mm-hmm. So, it was nice then. Did they pay you for this? Yeah. So, Vuller's really, they're good to their acts. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're, uh, I know they have a great reputation and yeah uh, and they've all, always supported local musicians yeah. and, and I know the owner I don't remember his name but he Corey. was he was quite ill yeah and uh, but people got together and yeah raised a lot of money for his health yes here's the thing so many people signed up to be a kidney donor that it made it worse for him because <laughs> they had to go through all of the submissions yeah isn't it I'm like That's what a problem bizarre. 
are. to have. Too many people want to help me. Oh, you just pick the best They're looking person. Yeah. I want their kidney. There you go. <laughs> They're the best looking one. I mean, it worked out. He got Brandon Robbins' kidney, lead singer Moth in the Flame. Is that who it was? Yeah, it's who Oh, it was. I, didn't, I guess I didn't know that. Yeah. Moth in the Flame, that's an interesting band. I don't... Uh, I uh, I uh, watched a video. Yeah. And it's it's a it, that they did. I forget the name of the song, but it's about suicide, sort of. And there are these monsters that yeah, the new Great Depression. The new Great Depression. Yeah. My God, that's a great it's song great and a too. great great video. Yeah. I don't know why I, that I, that video should have won all kinds of oh, awards. Oh, I know. And Moth and the Flame blows my mind that they aren't world famous by now. They're so good. Yeah. They're so unbelievable. What are good. they? And we'll get back to you. Yeah. yeah <laughs> me. I'm like advocating for everyone else. I'm like, Jen Blossel. We'll, we'll get back yeah. to Jen Fossil. <laughs> but uh, are they just, what are they doing? Are they still kicking around? Moth and the Flame? Yeah. Um, they're playing Rooftop Concert Series in Provo tomorrow night. But they've been touring. They just released a new record. They Because Brandon donated his kidney, they had a recovery period for yeah. a couple years. And so let's get him, let's get him on the on the podcast get and on the him show. On the podcast. Yeah. yeah, and we should. Yeah, and um, by the way, we should get you on, not only on the podcast yeah. here, but on the uh, on the radio from Hell show and Thanks. and you know wow. doing some music. I'd cry. <laughs> Probably would. Well, and that'd be great. Yeah, it'd be You're like John Blossel being sensitive in the studio. That'd be great. It'd be good for. Yeah. It'd be good. <laughs> Good radio. radio yeah. yes. yes. All for radio. So anyway, let's get back to Jen Blossel. Yeah. She's headlining at the Velour. Yeah, when and I'm old young. are you? I'm 16. 16, 17. And then, uh, so then what happens? What? Yeah. You're just, on your way. Yeah. So here's the thing. I was classically trained, uh, as I already explained, on the piano when I was really young. Mm-hmm. But what that means is my approach to playing tends to be dark and moody. And also it was really important to me to be making music that um, had that really human feel to it. And I was playing with uh, musicians. And so then the next phase was, okay, how can we start recording? What do we do? How do we get right musicians? And I went down to a place called June Audio and I saved up money by working at a snow cone shack. And I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm getting my like four musician friends that are phenomenal. We're gonna go in this studio. We're gonna pound it all out in one day and we're gonna record like five to six tunes, mm-hmm. which we did. But then looking back, I was like, oh, these songs still aren't right. They're a little bit too boppy. I, somehow like I got all these musicians together that I loved, but then when we put them together, it was like my music was too cutesy. Mm-hmm. But I sent my demo around to my high school for and that was fun and it was a good time and I had something but it wasn't it didn't satiate my need for like the sound I was looking to make so So, you're not you're not wanting to be poppy and um I'm not I didn't want my music to be really bright and like jazzy if that makes sense like my voice is jazzy but I didn't want the like bright overtones that jazz music tends to have that wasn't my speed you have a a a an unusual voice, speaking voice. Yeah. It's kind of gravelly. And, yeah. And uh, I've only listened to one song, I yeah. think, or two. Yeah. I, and I don't really hear it when you sing. It's oh, different. Oh, interesting. Um, well, that's because I ruin my voice when I speak, so my voice is more gravelly speaking. 
I got you. Yeah, because I have calluses on my vocal cords. Well, keep them because it's nice. <laughs> thank you. It sounds good. <laughs> oh, thanks. So, so you, so you're when you're at Velour headlining, mm-hmm. I was sort of picturing it's just you and a guitar, but yeah. no, but you, you, yeah. ha- it was or it was a band. Yeah, you, you were with a band. band. Uh-huh. Uh, did you call yourselves anything? No, because I'm vain. So it's just Jen Blossom. It's always going to be just yeah, Jen Blossom. You know, yeah. I'm the star. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's more like I'm really picky and I write the songs and. I wouldn't, yeah, I'm really controlling with my sound, and so I think bandmates would never be happy because I'd control the show. And well, that's that's your prerogative. <laughs> yeah, so... If, it, if, you, if it's your band, yeah. then you can do whatever the hell you exactly. want with it. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, but you did. You weren't caring for the way it came out. Yes. Uh, and um, so then what do you do? Um, so then it was still the same thing. It was like journeying to find the right producers and the right people. So in the interim, during that time, um, I tried out for The Voice on a whim because my friends were like, do this. And I was show. like, yeah, which is like, it was a bad experience. It basically was like I was too boring for the show. And you go through casting agencies. So that was my first taste. And I was like, oh, TV is the worst. And then an A&R rep from Interscope contacted me and was like, hey, Jen, come work in L.A., blah, blah, blah. But I, again, was like very wary of it. Mm-hmm. Um, just we had mentioned briefly, like, I just have been around in quotes famous people kind of seen what that's done to families and I was I didn't when they were like oh we'll offer you global domination I was like I didn't think like whatever it takes I was still like okay art's number one and that's my priority anyway I was out there working with a rep in LA Imagine Dragons and I were playing at Valor around the same time so I played shows with them they're really great Dan the lead singer invited me over to his apartment and was like Jen here's some songs we're gonna write together didn't have time but anyway their deal with Interscope worked out mine didn't mm-hmm. they were having me with the wrong producers it was very urban mm-hmm. and I was young so they literally thought like oh well she might say no now but like we'll get her like we'll, you know she will succumb to whatever thing well now let me uh, so let me ask you how yeah. old were you at that time 19 19 yes. now at some point here you've gone on a mission for the LDS church yes when did you do that so that was after Interscope so okay. I worked with them and then I came home and I was like okay you know what I need to record by myself that didn't work out I decided to do a Kickstarter we raised over $15,000 and then during that time was when I felt really strongly to serve a mission and I was like well, this was not part of my plan but it just, it, I knew I needed to do it so um, uh, let me let me back up a little bit yeah. so you, you go off to Los Angeles for a yes. while uh-huh. with some uh, A&R guy from, uh-huh. from Interscope Records and, and you're out there, what are your parents thinking of all of this? They are stoked <laughs> they weren't before, my parents especially my dad was the my biggest critic growing up so wanting to pursue music my dad was really against it what does your dad do uh he does sales but my dad also used to own a record company back in the day oh yeah yeah my dad's a musician he's a drummer he's the coolest guy (laughs) but i think it was just like their young little girl being like i want to go into the music industry you know and they weren't like sure but i think it just like and when i first would write songs my dad was really critical of them but i honestly feel like it helped me i learned to sing and do things because I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was never because people gave me praise because they didn't. You know, like I played and I just got like critical feedback. And so... What uh, do, you, what do, you, do you remember the first yeah. song that you wrote and performed that you said this this is the way I want it to be? Um, and do you have a copy of it? And if you do, we'll play a little bit of it. Oh, that's so we'll nice. We'll drop it into here. Wow. So 
would say when I was 12, I wrote a song that I think was pretty good. Do you have a copy of that? No, but I know the beginning and the lyrics. I'm like, what 12-year-old thinks like this? But okay, I well, did. Can you can you sing a little bit? Oh, maybe not, but I just know the first lyrics were, Do I care about the world ending? I did, but not anymore. Because we've been falling, falling from the start. No one wants to be anything more than what they see. So tell me, because there's no like there's no chance to be better. Something about this. I was like, what 12-year-old is like I don't, thinking th- of <laughs> That doesn't sound, no, it doesn't Yeah, not. I'm like, that was me. Were so, you depressed? Um, no, but I was later, but not at 12. It sounds depressing. Yeah, I just was a very uh, inquisitive kid. Just really, mm-hmm. what's, the, what's the word? There's a word that I'm thinking of and I can't. Uh, precocious. Mm-hmm. Yes. You were precocious. As a pro- precocious child. Yes. Thought deeply about everything. Uh, so, uh, what what song that you first produced? Because I really do want to drop yes. a little piece of music in oh. here. Not, you know, not the whole thing, but we'll yes. like do a, you know a minute of it. Okay, I will say it's a record that I made with my buddy Stu Maxfield, who's in a band called Fictionist. I know those guys. Yes, yeah. they're amazing. And I went to Stu because I wanted to chat with him about working on a project. And instead of just chatting about it, he's like, "Hey, Jen, what's a song you've written recently?" And I was like, "Oh, it's this soon." Mm-hmm. And then I started playing it, and then he hopped on the drums and we started recording and I literally almost cried in this session because I was like oh my this was just like two years ago and it's on this record the new record oh it's on the album yes it's on the album which, which we can get access to what's the song called and we'll, um, we'll put some of it on there yeah so it's actually not released but can we put some of it on <laughs> yes so you can okay I sent you a song is, I, it, the, is it the one you sent I, I think I sent you a couple but yeah what's it's it called one of them. it's called human slash animal mm, no that wasn't that one you sent yeah but you, we'll find. We'll get we'll it. Find, we'll, get we'll get it. it. We'll get yeah. it. Okay. Uh, so, so that. Uh, but let's go. But now, let's go back yeah, to the yeah. to the to the church mission. Sure. All of a sudden, you feel that you you got to do this. Nothing yeah. you plan to do, but then, uh. but did you receive a revelation of some sort? Or I mean, that's the way that we believe God works, right? Is that right. God speaks to us individually, and mm-hmm. so when I receive and mysteriously. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't even know mysteriously. I think sometimes, at least for me, my communications with God, it's been very clear, but maybe hasn't made the most sense. But then when I'm like, okay, let me act on this, it's like, oh, yeah, right. It illuminates heart and mind. At least that's how it works for me. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, my communication with God has yeah. been very clear as well. Yeah. It's been... You don't believe in me, do you? LOL. No, I don't, I said. <laughs> and he said then they said, then we have nothing more to say to each other. And I said, God, you're absolutely correct. We don't. Nice talking to you. Yeah. And that was the last time. There you go. Yeah. It was I very mean, clear, very direct. Hey. Mm-hmm. This, but you but you have a different relationship with God. Yeah. And still do? Yeah. Yeah. Still so do. Where, where did you go on your mission? New York City. Wow. Yeah, mostly in Brooklyn. I was in Brooklyn for fifteen like like in the Brooklyn mm-hmm. Area for 15 months. Did you enjoy it? Um, no. <laughs> Was it the best thing for my life? Yes. And were there parts that I really did enjoy and I loved the people? Yes. But was it excruciating? Also, yes. Why was it excruciating? I would say for me especially, it was everything I needed to just get rid of ego. And so I'm in Brooklyn. I'm literally in neighborhoods where hipsters originated. Yep. And I'm walking around with a name tag and holding the Book of Mormon <laughs> and I'm the epitome of uncool. You know what I mean? 
So like none of that is easy. And then beyond that, just as a musician, all of these things are stripped away. So your identity is lost. All of these things aren't taken from you, but voluntarily given up. Mm-hmm. And then also having ADD and abiding by this strict regimen of like waking up and whatever was just really challenging. But it was amazing because I, I like I just think back like I have so much gratitude for it. It took me like two years not to think back and with pain. Yeah. But I met amazing people. It was an experience that transformed who I was. So especially within music now, I just I'm I'm not phased by things. And like being cool doesn't matter to me, but human connection does. Mm-hmm. And I especially learned that as my time serving as a missionary. And so did, did I love it? Parts, but was it hard? Yeah. yeah um, so hard. And I almost I got the impression almost that when you auditioned for uh, American Idol. Yeah. That you were were you on your mission when you did that? No, I, but I was, I was living say, in Brooklyn. Like, yeah, time, okay. Yeah. So I moved back. Yeah, oh, okay. Because yeah. I was going to say if you'd been on your mission, that when was I a clear violation. Great, I was like, <laughs> that was a clear violation of policy. Yeah. You know. I went to New York City and I was like, good, my career can take yeah. off all these opportunities. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad they sent me on a mission yeah. here. I'm going to ignore the church yeah, and go cares? for the music. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, yeah. yeah that would. That would have been hilarious. Uh, I don't think it would have. I don't. I think it, it would have been hilarious, but it would not have been good for Jen Blossom. Yeah. I mean, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. So you you finished your mission, and why yes. did you go back to live in Brooklyn? Um, because I felt like it was the right thing to do. I went right back into school, and again, the way I feel like God communicates with me, it was really strongly of like, no, go back to New York City. Like that's where you're supposed to be. And I was like, you're right. I just was like didn't want to do that and it didn't make sense so um, the vice president of Atlantic Records actually reached out to me and I came home to an email from him and he uh, gave me a couple thousand dollars to re-record so for my Kickstarter I, I recorded music within like two weeks finished recording Saturday had a show Monday got set apart as a missionary Tuesday left on Wednesday so I didn't do anything I just like sent music mm-hmm. into the universe he ended up hearing it and was like hey we want you to work with that same guy we're gonna send you a couple thousand dollars to do a demo deal we'll see if it works out and so I moved back to New York City not because of that but for my own reasons thinking I'm gonna go to school out there end up not Mm -hmm. even going to school out there where were you you gonna go um, I was gonna do textile design at FIT and philosophy that's Mm -hmm. what I was studying was philosophy Mm -hmm. so then um, I uh, yeah moved back to New York City met with Atlantic they didn't know what to do with me I was too weird I love Jesus but I don't sing about him so they're like how do we market you I was like why is this an issue and then that's when American Idol came calling as well and so I decided no I didn't I didn't realize that American Idol uh, actually goes out and they find they they kind of find people rather than just have people stagger in and audition yeah they do both oh they'll do that yeah both shows do I mean it's a TV show so many people are like well it's reality I'm like no you still go through casting agency they're casting characters and so, if you don't fit, you yes. might be really good. Yeah. But if you don't fit with the mix, totally. they're gonna bump you. Then they're you. gonna get. It's not yeah. about your talent. Yeah. It's about creating or, or, a show. Or maybe that's why it was so uh, odd. See, I hardly ever followed. In the early years, I kind of yeah. knew what was going on with American yeah, Idol. Yeah. 
real. It was fun. And I remember when Ruben stuttered, yeah. the velvet teddy bear, yeah. this gigantic <laughs> African-American man, yeah. wins American Idol. That uh-huh. was kind of odd, I thought, because yeah. he doesn't fit the casting, kind of didn't fit the casting. I mean, I would say it kind of does, right? It's like cute moms that watch the show, and he was cuddly and lovable with a great That's voice. That's Like, we loved him, and he was yeah. the underdog. We wanted him to win. And he did win. Yeah, and he did. And now he's dead. So Is he really? I think. Yeah, I believe so. I, I don't know if he is, but he might just not be do. He might not be. No, I think Ruben. music. What? I think he had uh, heart what? problems, as oh, I recall. This I is could be wrong. Heartbreaking. Yeah, I'm hate to break these things. I to know. You. I'm like really gonna cry. I joked about it earlier, but like at the end of the interview, I'm like, oh my. So you go. So you go uh, to audition for uh, American Idol while you're in New York. Yes. And I watched this audition because yeah. you told me about it, <laughs> and you're really odd. I was sleep deprived as well. And it was early in the morning. I worked late the night before in the city. Mm-hmm. Had to catch a bus at five, so I was up at four mm-hmm. to make it down to Philly. And yes. And the way they edited it was really odd. Oh, I'm sure they yeah. I mean yeah. They, they, they they take everything that's quirky yeah. about you and then just and like, then they jam it all together. Oh, totally. Yeah. So it makes it I think He's still I, alive? He's still at good. No. Well that's good Ruben's to know. Alive. Would, you, would you send him our our just the, we're glad you're still alive. Yeah. Thanks, Dick. I'll send him a card and flowers. Okay, thank okay, you. Wow. And me too while Close you're one. at it. <laughs> send some to yeah. Jen as well. You're Please. at it. To let her know she's still alive. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Barely. you're so there you are uh, at American Idol. Yes. You're wearing this short white yeah, it's like dress. a pink flowy dress. It's a pink. Yeah. And uh, like jewels on it. And you do look you look tired. Yes. Your cheeks are flushed. Yeah, You're, I wasn't wearing makeup, mm. so I'm naturally Are you wearing pale. makeup now? Not really. No, you look... Yeah, but, but I'm more tan. No. Oh, that's what it and is. And then I wasn't... You did. You look kind of pasty. Yeah, I'm usually pasty, and I had white hair, mm-hmm. no sleep. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't a good look. And you, you were know? and you were goofy, uh, but they loved you. Those, those yeah. people loved you, that little... Tiny, what's his name? Keith Urban. Uh, Keith Urban, that we little love tiny Uncle guy. Uncle Keith, he's he, so great. He was. He just thought you were terrific, and uh, uh, I paid. Oh, it was him. Jennifer Lopez, wasn't it? And who else was that? Um, Harry Connick Jr. Oh yeah, Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. They they all liked you a great deal. Ah. Uh. So you got you you went with a guitar and you yeah. you thought you were going to play that and they said you they said well you don't have to. Uh well no so right before I went inside they told me I couldn't I was going to play one of my own songs and then they're like psych you can't you oh, have to play a song from a list and I was like well I'm unprepared. Well that's because um, yeah. That's what American Idol does. You, they do Yeah, well, they, they said I could play an original tune. Well, they did yeah, say that. Yeah, and so initially. I was like, cool, I'm going to slay. I'm mm-hmm. going to play one of my own songs. Mm-hmm. I know how to do this. I'm not nervous. Mm-hmm. And then right before, they're like, actually, no. But you did Radioactive. Yes. On the uh, on a piano, mm-hmm. uh, the Imagine Dragon song. Yes. And you were you were really good. I mean, Thank you. you. I thought you, you handled it with aplomb. Thank you. I just winged it. So glad I... I fooled everyone. You didn't. You didn't show tremendous nervousness. <laughs> um, well, I. You did right before, but when you started playing, yeah. you had confidence. Oh wow, that's nice. I was still nervous, but I'm glad it didn't translate to the screen. And so you you did you did okay on American Idol. You made it to the final. Fourteen was uh, it? Yeah. Out of well, thousands yeah. initially, but yeah, yeah. But uh, so you were on. Again, I don't watch the show much. No so stress. were you on the show? 
It was a, a farewell times. season. I like was I shown on this well, yeah, on, screen? Well, you yeah, on a, few a lot times. actually. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh and I saw oh I also saw a bit where you're standing there talking to Ryan Seacrest. Uh uh-huh, yeah. Who just looks like he's as bored as he could possibly be. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, hey, I think it's a cool gig. He was nice. Was he? Yeah, and he would like single me out and talk to me a lot, which okay, was funny. Cool. I'd even like try and hide. And then he'd be like, Jen, I was like, crap. What so. do they do with you? You lived in Brooklyn. I don't yes. know where they were. Where were they? Los Angeles. So you had you had to go to Los Angeles. Yes. And do they put you up? Yes, but they don't pay you. So the hard thing was I still owed $900 rent in Brooklyn, but I'm on uh. American Idol not earning money. So it was not a fun time. Yeah. In that regard, and money then, was tight. And then you, and then, but then you get kicked off the show. And, yes. Um, were you? How did you get kicked off? I mean, were the judges kick you off, or did the casting um, director kick you off? Or? Just voting. So uh, the way it works is whoever gets the most votes stays, and then anyone else is up to the producer's discretion. So you walk up on the stage and you see everyone take a seat, and then you're still left on the stage, and then you realize <laughs> you lost, and then that's how you know. Mm. Wasn't a horrible thing in the long run. Oh yeah, no, it was fine. Well, let's I, yeah. Let's look. We're we're about we're sort of at the end of this segment. Okay. So why don't we? We'll continue next week, and we'll find out how Jen Blossel um, gathers herself up after being <laughs> the humiliating defeat. The humiliating of yes. American Idol, and uh, and furthers her career and where she's going now, and we'll play a little music from Jen Blossel and, and find out more about her. Stay right? tuned. Is this going okay for you? This is going great. Okay, you sure? Thank you, Bill. Okay. Yeah, all of a sudden I leave. I'm like, never mind. <laughs> never hear I'm from you again. Here. I'm, I'm out of go- here. What a dick. Oh, my. Uh, so, uh, anyway, oh, that's well. it. We'll take a break here. We'll be back next week with more from Jen Blossel. Uh, I, I find her absolutely delightful. Thank you. Uh, I want to thank uh, uh, The Daily for having us here, 222 South Main Street. Come in. Have some have some uh, lunch. Have it's some really breakfast. It's really beautiful. Yeah, it's very nice in here, and it's also, uh, the food is great, and I think they have brunch on Saturday and Sunday as well. Thanks, Dick Clark, for producing these segments. Uh, I'm Bill Allred. Remember, if you're pouring drinks, always make mine a double.